The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton who has come to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, races speeding bullet to its target, and who mingles with ordinary men disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Returning home from the south on the Atlantic Railroad's cracked Thunderbolt Express, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen run into a mysterious adventure. A moment after they notice two automobiles racing along the highway adjoining the railroad track, A package containing $5 million in stolen crown jewels is hurled through the window of the compartment adjoining theirs, a compartment occupied by a young girl. Kent, unseen, recovered the jewels, and suspecting they were hurled from one of the speeding cars, flew back along the tracks to see what he could learn. In the meantime, the Yellow Mask, international criminal who was after the gems, has boarded the train, questioned the girl, and learned that Kent and Jimmy occupy the next compartment. As our story continues today... Jimmy, alone in the compartment with only the porter, stares at the dark, menacing figure of the mask. Listen. So, you thought that it was Mr. Kent. Mr. Clark Kent of the Daily Planet. Yeah, but who are you? You sound like a railroad detective. Oh, you're right. I'm not a detective. What are you doing here? Why are you looking at me like that? Where are the jewels? What? Now, don't fool with me, boy. Don't cry out and don't make a sound. Where are the jewels? You want them for? Who are you? So, then they are here. And as for who I am, I will tell you. The yellow mask. Yellow mask? Keep quiet. And you there in the corner, if I hear one sound out of you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now then, boy, hand them over at once. What, Jules? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, too late. You know what I'm talking about. The jewels are here in this compartment. Give them to me, be quick. You can't frighten me. You think the jewels are here? Go ahead and find them. Give me the jewels. Go ahead and find them. Now, don't try to Quick, give me that package of jewels. All I've got to say is you better be out of here before Clark Kent comes back. Clark Kent, eh? Well, nothing would please me better than to meet him face to face. I have a little score to settle with Clark Kent. He's not afraid of you. Now stop the chatter and hand over that package of jewels. Not much. Yes, you will. For the last time, boy. Keep away. Don't you touch me. Don't you dare. 
you lay a hand on me, I'll yell my head off. Yell once, boy, just once. And you'll never yell again. Oh, Lord. Now keep quiet, Porter. You don't dare hurt me. No, you think not. Come here, you. Well, now, maybe you're right. I knew you wouldn't dare. There's a better way. Much better. You're a very brave boy. Too brave to be frightened. I don't think that I could make you tell me where the jewels are if you didn't want to. But you will want to. That's what you said. I say yes, and why? Because, besides being brave, you are also loyal. Loyal to your friends. What do you mean? You would not wish them to come to harm. Especially your friend, Clark Kent. See? You're just trying to mix me up. Better get out of here pretty quick, too, because Mr. Kendall will be back soon. I hope not, Jimmy. For your sake and his sake both. His sake? What are you talking about? Now listen to me. Just outside this compartment, waiting in the vestibule, is a man named Paul. You know Paul? No. Too bad. A pity. He's very faithful. Always does exactly what I tell him. And this time, I told him that if Mr. Clark Kent returned while I was still in this room... To take care of Mr. Kent with a knife. You wouldn't do it. You couldn't. Mr. Kent walks into that vestibule before you and I have finished our talk. Are you listening? No. No. He will never walk anywhere again. Never. Now. Stop him. Don't let him. Where are the jewels? Wait. Here they are. Right here in the package. Take them. Take them quick and go. Thank you, Jimmy. You are a very smart boy. And now I'll leave you. I see the train is slowing down for a station. How very convenient. Yes, my friend, isn't it? Uh, so convenient for me. Don't move. Don't turn around. I have a gun here. It's small, but good. She has two. She's not lying. Give me that package, my friend. It was never yours, you know. Oh, I won't give it up. All right. One little pull of this trigger. No. No, no, here. Take it. Thank you. You I'm going now, but before I leave, I'll just make sure that you stay. See him over the head with your gun. Lordy, Lordy. He's like a light. He's dead. Porter, what do we do? There's the train. Just pulling into a station. Thank heavens. I only hope nothing's happened to Jimmy. Ah, there's our car. Now down, down. I'll swoop down and hang onto the side of the car and force open one of the doors to the vestibule. Quick, before it stops. Now, now. There. Almost in. There we are. Now to get it closed again. And now for Jimmy. Oh, oh, this way, quick. That voice. It's the mask. That's Jimmy in the compartment. Back to Clark Kent. Fast. Jimmy! Jimmy, I'm coming! Mr. Kent! Mr. Kent, are you hurt? Did he get you? Did who get me? The yellow mask. He was in here. Look there on the platform. He jumped right through the open window when the train stopped. Well, how did he get in here? Jimmy, where is he? Got to catch him. Oh, no, wait, I tell you. He came out for the jewels and I gave him the package. Jimmy, why did wait, you... Wait, I tell you. And just as he was going out, that girl came. She had a gun and she took the package right away from him. What? Then she hit him over the head with a gun. Knocked him goofy. What? The girl knocked out the yellow man? Yeah, and when the train stopped, she jumped up and drove out the window. Quick, Jimmy. Which way did the girl go? I don't know, but the mask stopped her. Wait, Scott. 
We're moving away from the station. Mr. Kent, wait. Wait, nothing. Those jewels are stolen. We've got to catch her. Listen, will you don't wait like tenure, Mr. Kent. Look. Scott, the jewels. Mr. Kent, she didn't get them after all. And neither did the man. I had them right in my pocket all the time. Wasn't that pretty smart? What? You did... Jimmy. Boy, I'm proud of you. All they got was the package, Mr. Kent. Wrapped up nice. Just the way it came through the window. I thought I'd better be prepared for something like what happened, so I just put the jewels right in my pocket the minute you left the car. See, I wonder what the mask and the glove will do when they find out. Back road. Maybe she thinks she'll lose us. Catching up. Look, Paul. Look. She's stopping. Yeah. Maybe something wrong with the car. Careful, boy. She's tricky. People trick me only once, Paul. She won't do it again. Look. She's standing right down the road. Look. She's in the headlight. Stop. Stop. Pull up. Let me have your gun. No need to go any further. Stand right where you are. Why, certainly. You fooled me very cleverly before. Back here in the train. But not now, I think. No, not now, my friend. Are you looking for something? I think you know what I'm looking for. Hand over that package. Package? Certainly. Here, catch it. You gave me a chase, but I've got them now. Congratulations, miss, on having done your best. Yes, but my best and your best, too, is not quite good enough. What do you mean? Why do you think I stopped? You realized you were caught... Oh, no. I stopped because I found out what's in that package. Maybe it'll stop you, too. Open it. Empty. What have you done with the jewels? What have I done with them? Ask your friend. Ask that young man from the newspaper. Or even better, ask that smart little boy. You're trying to fool me again. You've got them in your car. If that's so, why do you think I stopped? My car's plenty fast. Do you think I stopped to chat? No, my friend. I stopped because I found out. And because I wanted you to find out, too. I see. At the moment, we score another for my friend, Mr. Clark Kent. Oh, Clark Kent. I'll remember that. I don't think I like Mr. Kent. Nor I. He has interfered with me before. This is the first time I've met him. But it won't be the last. You're a very clever girl. I said so before. And I think that we both have the same goal. Go on. I don't make bargains. But this time, I'm going to break my rule. You give me your help against Clark Kent. Help me get the crown jewels. Yes. And when we do get them, I give you half. Well... How do I know you'll do what you say? Jewels are nothing to me. They're merely a means to an end. But Clark Kent, this time he must not stand in my way. Well, what do you say? I say yes, we'll work together. And now come. I have a plan already. While the train is still on the way to the city... Oh, bring up the car. Listen, this Clark Kent doesn't know who he's up against now, but he'll learn... Oh, yes. He certainly will learn. Come, my friend. Come along while I tell you how. 
streamlined Thunderbolt roars on its way toward the distant city, while Jimmy and Kent congratulate themselves on their luck and Jimmy's resourcefulness. But already a new and sinister combination is forming to work swiftly for the recovery of the jewels. What plan has the mysterious girl in mind? What strange power will she use to further the designs of the Yellow Mask? Don't miss the next exciting installment. Tune in next time and follow the story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. Behold my precious. Ooh, you me to do something right here, uh huh? It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. Ha <laughs> ha! From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now, Superman, valiant fighter for truth and justice, who came to Earth from the destroyed planet Krypton, possessed of a physical structure never before attained by mortal men. Superman, who is stronger than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and who walks about among ordinary men disguised as mild Clark Kent, reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. As you remember, Kent and Jimmy Olsen were returning home on the Crack Thunderbolt Express when a package of world-famous jewels stolen from a national exposition was hurled through a window of the car. In the resulting confusion, Kent secretly recovered the jewels, but almost at once ran into startling development. First, the package was apparently intended for a mysterious girl sitting beside the shattered window. And second, the yellow mask, dangerous international criminal, is also after the jewels. Breaking in on Jimmy, whom Kent has left alone in a compartment, the mask forced the boy to give up the packet. Just as the mysterious girl appeared behind him with a revolver, relieved him of his plunder, and vanished. Returning, Kent found Jimmy in high spirits. He had given the mask an empty package. The precious jewels were still in his pocket. And now the mask and the girl are both off the train and out of the way. But are they? The train roars through the night. Jimmy and Kent sit chatting in the brightly lighted compartment. Listen. I still can't quite believe it. 
Would you mind telling me again just how it happened? Darling, Mr. Kent, I hardly know myself. What made you take the jewels out of the package and put them in your pocket? Gosh, I don't know. I guess it was just a hunch. You're wasting your talents, Jimmy. You should be a fortune teller. Go on, what did the mask do then? He didn't have time to do a thing. I'd given him the package, without the jewels, of course. Was that when the girl came in? Yeah. I guess she'd been standing at the door listening. And boy, she sure didn't waste any time. Very clever young lady. And then what happened? Well, the train was slowing down for a station, and she kind of listened for a second, and... and and Then she hit the mask over the head with her gun. Why, and how? Knocked him out cold. Then she skipped. Mm Mm-hmm. What was the porter doing all this while? You mean the waiter from the diner? Yes. See, Mr. Kent, he was scared stiff. The minute the girl left, he dashed out like a streak of lightning. Then the mask came to, got up off the floor, jumped out of the window after the girl. Well, guess that's that. No, Jimmy. Hmm? I'm afraid this is just the beginning. Darling, Mr. Kent, what do you mean? We've still got what the yellow mask wants. And if I know him, it won't be long before he catches up with the girl and learns that we still have the jewels. Oh, but by that time, we'll be safely home. Well, I hope you're right, Jimmy. Golly, who's that? Careful. Are the jewels hidden? Yeah. Who is it? Telegram, sir. You say telegram? Okay, just a minute. Yes, what is it? Telegram, sir. Conductor said it might be for you. Your name Kent? Clark Kent? Clark Kent, that's right. Sign here, please. All right. Gee, Mr. Kent. Oh, who do you suppose it's from? I'll tell you right away. Well, what do you know? What? Jimmy, it's from Mr. White. Our Mr. White? Uh-huh. The editor of the Daily Planet? None other. How do you know where we were? What's he saying? Oh, editors always know where you are. It's part of their business. As for what he says, well, it seems we've got an assignment. Oh, boy. What is it? Listen. Clark Kent aboard Thunderbolt Express Atlantic Railway. Leave train Minerville. Spend night Grand Hotel. Stop. Wait in room for phone call from me. Special assignment. Utmost secrecy vital. Signed, Perry White. Is that all? That's all. Probably, Mr. Kent. I wonder what's up. You know as much as I do, Jimmy. We're to get off at Minerville and spend the night at the Grand Hotel. Where is Minerville? I mean, is it close? Mm-hmm, it's the next stop. You better start packing your bag. Why, I reached it just in time. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kent, I just happened to think. Mm-hmm. The telegram doesn't mention me, does it? No, why? Well, I... I, I want to... I mean, do you think Mr. White wants me to stop over, too? Well, he doesn't say so, but he knows you're with me. Yes, of course. You'll get off at Minerville, too, Jimmy. Now hurry up with those bags. I think we're almost Yes. This is why I haven't. Who is it? Go on. Excellent. Yes. Who's that? I'll hit the hotel, yes. Excellent, Paul. Nothing more now. You'll remain on call. Well? So far, all is well. Our friends received the telegram. Good. Left the train at Minerville and are now registered at the Grand Hotel. Good. I told you it would work. Apparently, they suspect nothing. You're a clever girl. Now, what's the next step? That, my friend, is up to you. You have some members of your staff here. Yes, of course. That was one of them who called. Very well. Put them in the hotel and let them get to work. It shouldn't be difficult. Well, I, well, I don't know. That fellow Kent, he somehow manages to squeeze out of tight places. We're not interested in Kent. All we want is the jewels. Don't tell me your organization isn't equipped to handle a little matter of burglary. I don't suppose you'd care to tackle the job yourself, would you? Hardly, my friend. Unfortunately, both my talents and I are rather well-known. Excuse me, please. Yes? Well? 
What do you say? Are you sure? Hmm. That complicates matters considerably. Very well, remain where you are. You'll hear from me. Well, what's the trouble now? A slight impediment to your excellent suggestions. What do you mean? Particularly as concerns that little matter of burglary. Where are you driving us? By a most unhappy coincidence, the Grand Hotel on this particular evening is packed with policemen. Policemen? But why? What for? Purely coincidence, my dear, but still unhappy. It seems the hotel has a guest. That's very bright and so unusual. Now, what are the policemen doing there? Holding a convention? No, it seems that a distinguished ambassador, a representative from abroad, is a guest at the Grand Hotel. Are you serious? Entirely. And because this distinguished foreign representative is spending the night there, the Grand Hotel has arranged for police on every floor. I see. Well, that does make it a little more difficult, doesn't it? A trifle, yes. But not impossible. No? Unfortunately, my people are also known to the police. In that case, I shall have to do it myself after all. Excellent. Will you pose as a ghost and pass unseen through walls? Don't be a fool. I need your help, not your wish. Forgive me. I am yours to command. This won't be easy, but I think we can handle it. Our problem is to make our way through a cordon of police, find the jewels, and get out again. If you can do that while Kent and that boy are in their room... Kent and the boy will know nothing until it's too late. Now, tell me. You said you were well acquainted in Minerville. Have your friends here, people you can trust? Of course, but what... Never mind. You'll see how things can be done with finesse and quickly. You get on that phone. Call your friends. I'll need two men and a woman. There's no time to lose. There, Jimmy. That seems to do it. Now let's see if we can open the safe again. There. That's perfect. Don't you happen to get me a room with a wall safe, Mr. Kent? Oh, pure luck, Jimmy. This room used to be occupied by a local jeweler. He had the safe put in. Too bad we couldn't get a double room. Oh, it doesn't matter. Our rooms connect. So did you find out who's on the other side of you? Yes, one of the foreign ambassador's secretaries. You've got a clergyman next to you, a missionary, Reverend Marvin. Well, I guess the jewels are pretty safe. With a cop on every floor, a minister next to me, and a secretary next to you. Why not worried about the jewels? There is one thing that puzzles me. What's that, Mr. Kent? The mysterious assignment Mr. White spoke of in his telegram. I can't imagine what it might be. I wish his phone call would come through. Golly. Maybe somebody's going to try to kill the ambassador. Maybe Mr. White got a tip. <laughs> Jimmy, don't let your imagination run away with you. However, it might have something to do with the ambassador. Well, no you're sitting up waiting. You got the jewels? Mm-hmm. Right here, Mr. Kent. All right, chuck the package in the safe and spin the knob. All right. That's it. Yeah. Well, you might as well turn in now, Jimmy. Fellow your age needs lots of sleep. Oh, please, Mr. Kent. What if the call comes? Can oh, I wait Jimmy, up? don't be unreasonable. Mr. White calls, I'll wake you. That's a promise. Huh. Say, uh, I wonder what all the racket's about outside. I'm in the hall. What's that? Mr. Kent, it's in the next room. Hey, don't go out. We could open the door, couldn't we? Just to see. Well, all right, just a crack. Tell me, Mr. Kent. I wonder what's going on. Wait, Jimmy, wait. Here comes the room clerk. We'll ask him what's going on next door. Uh, oh, uh, anything wrong? No, nothing's wrong, Mr. Kent. Reverend Marvin's doing us a favor and giving up his room. Missionary? What for? A special guest requires a big room, and the Reverend said he didn't mind going somewhere else. Oh, here she comes now. Look, Mr. Kent. They're wheeling someone in. Why, that's so loud, Jimmy. Golly. It's a lady. Wonder what's the matter with her? Well, the nurse is for her. Well, she's probably very sick, Jimmy. Now, let's not stand here gawking. 
I know you were particular about who was in the room next to you, Mr. Kent, but I don't think you need worry. Uh, you won't be disturbed. I wasn't worrying about that. It's just for overnight, you know. Seems there wasn't room in the hospital, mm. and she's moving on in the morning. Poor woman. Mm. Paralyzed uh, from the neck down, but I understand she'll recover. Wonderful things they do nowadays. Well, uh, good night, Mr. Kent. 8.30, you said. Yes, that's right, 8.30. Good night. Gee, you must be tough now to be able to move your arms and legs. The doctors cure her. Oh, I'm sure they will, Jimmy. Well, come on. We've got to get up early. Let's turn in. All right. What time are we getting up, Mr. Kent? Did you hear me tell the room clerk? Half past eight. Mm -hmm. Hit the hay now, young fella. If you want anything during the night or hear anything, you just yell. I'll be right in the next room. Okay, Mr. Kent. Good night. I'm going to set my little alarm clock, too. Just in case the room clerk forgets to call us. Gee, almost midnight. For a moment, he was wakening. He's only mumbling in his sleep. Now, where's that wall safe? Now, here it is. And they call this a safe. <laughs> For these tools, getting it open is a cinch. Has the mysterious girl made good her boast to the yellow mask? Is it she who, in the dark stillness of the night, is working at the wall safe in Jimmy's room? What will happen? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman. Strange visitor from another world who came to Earth when the planet Krypton was destroyed by quakes and explosions. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, leap tall buildings at a single bound. And who mingles with ordinary men disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter. Returning home from their adventures in the South Sea, Kent and Jimmy Olsen recover a packet of world-famous crown jewels which have been stolen from a national exposition. As they're wondering what to do next, a sudden wire from Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet, orders them to leave the train and spend the night at the Grand Hotel in the city of Minerville, there to wait for a telephone call. Unknown to either of them, however, the telegram is the work of the Yellow Mask and his new partner in crime, a mysterious girl, who is also interested in the stolen jewels. In adjoining rooms, Jimmy and Kent retire for the night, the $5 million worth of precious gems locked in a wall safe in Jimmy's room. But even as the young copy boy falls into a deep, exhausted slumber, his door opens quietly and a mysterious figure slips through the darkness. The following morning... Oh, all right. Hey, Jimmy, what's the matter with you? Can't you hear the phone? Hmm? Oh, oh golly, I didn't know what it was. I'll answer it. Hello? Huh? Oh, yeah, thanks. 
That's the clerk. He says it's 8.30. There goes my alarm clock. I must have been sleeping like a lamb. Oh, boy. I'll say you were. That phone rang ten times if it rang once. All right, now, come on. Hop out of bed. All right. Oh, great Scott. What's the matter? Look at that safe. It's wide open. The jewels. The jewels are gone. Well... Get into your clothes, Jimmy. Hurry. You've got to work fast. Come on, kid. Get into your clothes. Watch your step, please. Run down. Come on, Jimmy. Get in. Okay, Mr. Kent. Gee, Mr. Kent, I don't understand it. How could anyone have done it? That's allowed, Jimmy. It's fairly easy to see how it was done. Someone sneaked into your room in the middle of the night and opened the safe. But how? Why didn't it wake me up? Well, that's one of the things I can't understand myself. Mr. Kent, do you think it could have been either of the people in the rooms next to us? No, hardly. One of them is a well-known diplomat. And the other was that poor paralyzed woman. Mm. Well, what are we going to do now? Well, first of all, we'll go to the front desk and report the theft. Are you going to tell them about the jewels? Are you going to break the story? No, I have to, I'm afraid. It isn't our story anymore. Then we'll wait for that long-distance call I put through to Mr. White. Maybe he can explain a few things that puzzle me. Oh. Mr. Clark, call for Mr. Kent. Am I here, boy? Jimmy, that's the call now. Yeah. Now, this is Mr. Kent. Yes. Take it right here in the booth, please. Thank you, boy. Now, look here, Jimmy. Yeah? You go ahead to the room clerk's desk and wait for me. But don't you say a word to anybody. All right. Hello. Hello. Harry White speaking. Mr. White, uh, this is Clark Kent. Kent? Well, well. Voice from the other world. How are you? Fine, thanks. I uh, hated to call you, Mr. White, after what you said, but uh, I had to. I can't hear you very well. Where are you? I'm in Minerville. Where? Minerville? Uh-huh. What's going on in Minerville? Oh, plenty, but not what you think. Or maybe it was what you expected. Kent, what are you talking about? I've been waiting for you to get back here to work. But your telegram. The one you sent me on the train. What? I didn't send you any telegram. What? Didn't you send me a wire telling me to stop at the Grand Hotel in Minerville and wait for a call? Not me. Somebody's pulled your leg, Kent. Not the first of April, either. Where's young Jimmy? Oh, he's here with me. Hurry home, Kent. Got a whale of a story breaking here any minute. Right up your alley. Okay, Mr. White, we'll be there. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, what was it you called me about? Well, I can't tell you now. Not after what you just told me. You'll know all about it as soon as I see you. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, Ken. Mr. Ken! Jimmy, listen. I've just been talking with Mr. White, and that telegram was a fake. He didn't know a thing about it. That's not all. Well, you hear what I just found you out. You realize what it means? The yellow mask must have sent that wire himself. Yeah, and the yellow mask stole the jewels. Or that girl. What? How do you know? I heard about it while you were in the phone booth. Boy, is this hotel in an uproar. Mr. Kent, that lady. You know, the one in the next room who was wheeled and all bundled up. Yeah, the, the sick girl? Sick my foot. Mr. Kent, she did it. What? And I'll bet you she was the same girl who was in the train. Oh, wait. Hold on, Jimmy. What makes you think that? Her being paralyzed was all a fake. I just heard the clerk talking about it. But... I don't understand. So when the clerk went on up to a room early this morning to see if she needed anything, the room was empty. Nobody there at all? Not even the nurse? No. But that thing they wheeled her in on was there and all the blankets. And something else. What? A set of burglar tools. Oh, I see. Well, Jimmy, they're one up on us. But they haven't licked us. Not yet. Yeah, but they've got the jewels, Mr. Kent. Yes, they've got them now, but they won't have them for long. Two to one, that girl's taking the early train for the city. Sure she has, but what are we doing? There's not another train till afternoon. I found that out last night. Now, Jimmy, we've got to get there ahead of her and meet that train when it comes in. They can't. My gosh, how can we? Just one way. Fly. Come on, Jimmy. Quick. 
Down to the airport. Maybe we can hire a plane. Kent? I don't know, Jimmy. It's going to be touch and go. The train had almost two hours start on us. Well, they're catching up on it now. Where's Frank Stallman? Yes, but remember, we've got to have half an hour at least after we land to get from the airport to the station. He wanted to call ahead to Mr. White. Huh? If we don't make it, he can get to the station himself and trailer. How could he? He's never seen her. Oh. Hey, look over there to the east, Mr. Kent. Isn't that a tower? Jimmy, you're right. It's the Parkway building. Look how it stands up there through the fog. Well, it means we're home. Yeah. There'd be stories high and nobody in it. Why is that, Mr. Kent? Why has the popway building always been deserted? Well, I'll explain that some other time, Jimmy. It's quite a story. Right now, I've got all I can do handling this plane. Boy, some flyer, all right. Where are we heading, Mr. Kent? I'll set her down at the Eastern Airport. Then we'll grab a cab for the terminal. Oh, must be quite a crosswind. Are we drifting? Yes, we are. Trying to bring around, but we're heading straight for the tower. Look at it. A layer of fog all over the city. Look, Mr. Kent. The tower sticks up to it like a lighthouse. Yeah, I am looking. It's funny. I guess it was a great big city underneath that gray blanket of fog, wouldn't it? Hey, aren't we kind of high, Mr. Kent? Well, I've been coming in at 15,000. Don't want to bother the transports. Now we start dropping. Hey, Mr. Kent, the motor's missing. Yes, that's queer. Got plenty of gas. Speed lines must be fouled. Listen to it, Mr. Kent. What do we do? Mr. Kent. It's all right, Jimmy. It's all right. Look. I'll glide her down. If I can ever get out of this wind. Mr. Kent, look. We're heading straight for the tower. Yeah, I know. Can't seem to get her out of it. Oh, you're driving on carpet? Golly, Mr. Kent. The motor. It's dead. Mr. Kent, the motor's dead. Steady, Jimmy. Steady. We'll be all right. But we're diving. We're going like a bullet. Mr. Kent. Jimmy. I can't bring her out of it. Something's pulling us. It's the wind. Crosswind. The tower. Look. Look, it's coming right up out of Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. Sit tight, Jimmy. I'll get her out of this. I'll get her out of it and land in the marsh. Hang on. something else on hand right now. Right back of that pillar, quick. What are we heading for? That girl comes down, aren't you going to stop her? Stop her? No. Why not? Jimmy, use your head. That girl's working with the yellow mask, or at least we think she is. Boy, we know it. All right. If we follow her and see where she goes, maybe we can find the yellow mask himself. Tell me, Mr. Kent. Do you think so? No, it's worth the chance. Yeah, but she'll be looking for us. No, she won't. She thinks we're still back in Minerville. Jimmy, look. Huh? There she comes right now. Yeah, it's her, all right. She's walking plenty fast. All right, now watch her. See where she's heading. Mr. Kent, look. She's walking toward the subway. Yes, Jimmy. There she goes down the stairs. Come on, we've got to follow her. Quick. Millville, Lionel, Lionel, Dunfield, Jimmy, she's still on the train? I don't want to look myself. She might recognize me if she saw us both together. Yeah, she's still there, Mr. Kent. Good. She's sitting way down at the end of the last car. I can see her through the connecting doors. All right, all we can do is watch and stick with her, but keep your eyes open at every station. Well, she's still there? Yeah, still 
ball for? Why, it's the train stop. We're not at the station yet. That's all right. I'm just waiting for the all-clear signal before pulling into the station. Matt, here we go again. She didn't fall. She knew what she was doing. She did it deliberately. Jimmy, that girl's back there in the tunnel, and I've got a hunch I know why she slipped off the train at that spot. What is Clark Kent's hunch about the mysterious girl's disappearance? Did she fall from the moving subway train? Or did she, as Kent believes, slip off deliberately? And if she left of her own accord, what secret is concealed in the darkness of the tunnel? Don't forget to tune in next time for more thrills and high excitement. Tune in and follow the story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Up in the sky, look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, it's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! And now Superman, champion of the weak and the oppressed, valiant fighter for truth and justice, faster than an airplane, stronger than a locomotive, who appeared on Earth from the planet Krypton and who mingled with ordinary men disguised as mild Clark Kent, news reporter for a great metropolitan paper. When we last saw them, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy for the Daily Planet, had become even more deeply involved in the curious adventure of the stolen crown jewels, which had come to them utterly without warning on the railroad train. Flying home from Minerville, where they had been held by a fake telegram from the Yellow Mask, their plane had almost crashed in the powerful cross current that drew them to the tower of a deserted skyscraper. But Kent managed to land safely, and they hurried to the railroad station to meet the incoming train, arriving just in time to see the mysterious girl, ally and assistant of the mask himself, Cross the waiting room and head toward the subway. But in the subway, the mystery suddenly deepened. Between stations and the inky blackness of the tunnel, either by accident or design, the girl vanished into thin air, taking the jewels with her and leaving Kent and Jimmy completely baffled. As the story continues today, they have returned to the offices of the Daily Planet, and Kent has just finished telling his amazing tale to Editor White. Suddenly, he stops. Mr. White, is something wrong? You're pale as a ghost. Do you want some water? No, no, I'm all right, really. Just stay where you are, Jimmy. You sure? Jimmy's right. You are pale. Nothing but excitement, Kent. Believe me. What was that you were saying? I, uh... uh about your plane. Uh, you say it uh, crashed? Oh, no, no. It didn't, actually. But we came mighty close to cracking up. It wasn't his fault, Mr. White. Mr. Kent's a small pilot. Well, never mind that. Uh, tell me exactly what happened. Well, someone stole the jewels from Jimmy's hotel room in Minerville. And then No, we... no, no, no. Never mind that. Never mind. Uh, the plane. Oh, oh. Well, as I said, I'd chartered this two-seater... And we were almost in. We could even see the Parkway Tower, Mr. White. Go on, Kent. All of a sudden, I ran into this curious crosswind. 
threw me straight for the Parkway Tower. I tried everything, but I, I couldn't pull out of it. I saw that old tower coming closer and closer, and I was scared stiff. Well, there's nothing to be ashamed of, Jimmy. I was mighty scared myself. Then what happened, Kent? I just barely pulled out of it, Mr. White. Missed the tower by an eyelash and landed in the Parkway Marsh. Good heavens. I was squeak, all right. Uh, I wasn't thinking of that. Of course, I am thankful you escaped, but it's mighty curious. I'm afraid I don't quite understand. Coincidence. A simply amazing coincidence. Or possibly not a coincidence at all. Now, look here, Kent. What you've been telling me is almost exactly what I was going to tell you just as soon as you'd finished. What do you mean? Airplanes out of control. Unaccountable crashes. Only you two got out of it. And the others? Well, the others aren't anywhere at all. And the curious part of it is, they were mixed up with jewels, too. Well, I still don't understand, Mr. White. Kent, this is a most amazing mystery. And here it is in a nutshell. During the past month, four planes coming into the city, specially chartered air expresses carrying valuable loads of jewels and precious stones, have never arrived. Never arrived? But you said they were coming into the city. Just so, Jimmy. Each of them was practically inside the city limits. Several thousand feet up, of course, in full communication by two-way radio. And then, suddenly, nothing. But that's not possible. Radio breaks off. Complete silence. And they never arrive. Cracked up? No. Vanished. Disappeared. But, but if they're that close, well, why can't people see them? Ah, that's the catch. Always, without fail, the accidents, if they are accidents, have happened on rainy, foggy nights. Low ceilings. Poor visibility. As if someone had picked those nights deliberately. I see. And you think... Uh, I don't know what to think, Kent. But it suddenly flashed into my mind while you were talking. That if the yellow mask is back of your own adventure, and you say he is... Oh, yeah, Mr. White. I saw him myself. Well, then, there's a possibility that he's back of this, too. I can hardly wait to see Wentworth. Huh? Why Wentworth? Hasn't he arrived from an hour yet? He left there long before we did. Oh, yes, he's been back some time. He's been covering these mysterious disappearances and flying in this evening. Very soon now, with the Air Express from the South. That's so. Well, I'll be glad to see Bill. And he's been flying on very routes for a week. I couldn't see that it was proving anything, but he insisted that if he could find out what was happening, it would be the scoop of the year. Well, it certainly would. If the mask is mixed up in this, Mr. White, it's going to be plenty hard to uncover the story. Come on, Mr. Kelly. Do you suppose Mr. White would have found out anything? Well, he's due in half an hour, maybe sooner. And if he does know anything, we'll know about it soon enough. Mr. White, where's he coming in? Eastern Airport. Why, Kent? Where's he coming from? Garden City. It's from the southeast. Scott, I wonder... I wonder what, Mr. Kent? Nothing, nothing. Uh, Mr. White, I'm going down to the airport to meet Wentworth when he gets in. You don't mind, do you? Well, of course not, Ken. Go ahead. Hey, Mr. Kent, may I come, too? Yes, come on, Jimmy. Even if we don't find anything, you'll at least get to see how an airport works. Well, good luck to you, Kent. It's a bad evening. Looks like more rain. I hope nothing happens. J.R. calling. J.R. calling. Y.M. has received report from the southeast. All preliminaries have been successfully carried out. Weather station reports fog and rain. Visibility poor. Ceiling 400. Conditions are now perfect. Reception station reports plane coming in at 9,000. YM orders that all posts stand by for action. Hey, Mr. Kent, this is some place, all right. Uh, what do they do over there? This is the central control tower, Jimmy. And you're a mighty lucky boy to be allowed inside it. Now stand still and don't get in anybody's way. Yeah, but what goes on? What are they doing? Well, you saw all those planes out on the runway. Yeah. And the ones coming down all the time. Well, sure, but what has that got to do? Well, the man in here tell them when to take off and tell the others how to come in. Oh. Attention, please. Passengers for Flight 6, Lockport, Calverton, and the West. Now loading at Gate 4. That's one of the big transports, Jimmy. 
Hold up. Here comes the chief operator. Evening, Ken. Hello, Max. Any word yet from that train Bill Wentworth's in? Let's see. That'll be Flight 9 from Varden City. Anybody got Flight 9? Yeah, I just made Little River. Little River. Yeah, that's about 10 miles out. Over the flats. Yeah, I'll be here any minute now. By the way, Kent, mm-hmm. uh, any, uh, any news? You know. Nothing so far, Max. But that's why we're here. Well, I hope you're here for nothing. But I don't know. What do you mean, Mr. Max? Don't know. Same sort of a night, dark and foggy. Low ceiling. Hey, Chief. Here's that beam again. Hold it and call the federal men. Quick. Yep. Now she's gone again. What's he talking about? Wild beam. You know how pilots ride the radio beam in, don't you? Oh, sure. Well, every once in a while, we pick up this beam that doesn't seem to come from anywhere. Just running wild. Coming in where there shouldn't be any beam at all. Is there no way of tracing it? Not much. That's why we try to get the federal operators to pick it up. I'd be able to plot it. Come, found it anyway. What's the trouble, Max? I don't like it, Kent. The boy all right? You mean Jimmy? Yeah. Can he keep things to himself? Well, of course I can. I'll answer for him, Max. Well, this is it. You know about those missing planes. Mm-hmm. Well, we picked up that beam each time before it happened. Only on those nights? No, we've had it since. But every night there was a missing plane, we heard it. I don't like it, Ken. Flight 9 from Barton City, crossing Skyler's Creek at 12,000. Major plane, Ken. Coming in now. Come on over. I'm going to handle this from now on myself. Come on, Jimmy. You keep out of the way. Okay. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Flight 9. Coming in at 10,000. Flight 9. Down to 8,000. What are you doing now, Mr. Kent? Telling the pilot what levels to come in at, Jimmy. That's so we won't interfere with anybody else. Uh, Mac, ask him how the weather is, will you? Yeah, sure. Flight 9. Please report on weather where you are now. Come in, please. Rain squall. No fog. Light easterly winds. Rain and fog, Kent. He's right over the city now. Looks like this is the time we guessed wrong. Don't see what can happen to him now. Hey, Steve. that beam. Look. Catch yourself. Mac, what is it? Got it. Right here. It's on the same wavelength. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, Flight 9. Flight 9. This is Flight 9. This is... Well, what's happened? It stopped. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Mr. Kent, what's happened? Well, well, Mac. Flight 9. Calling Flight 9. Come in, please. Come in. I'm afraid I didn't guess wrong after all, Kent. Wentworth's plane is gone. Just like all the others. I'm all right, Mr. Kent. I'll take it easy, Jimmy. Well, Mr. Wentworth, do you think it was a yellow mask? Jimmy, I don't know. I can only guess. Mr. Kent, what do you mean? I've been doing a little thinking, Jimmy. You know where you are? Right now, I mean. Sure. Right on the parkway flat. I thought you needed a bit of a walk before we went back to the office. Yeah, I sure did. Thanks, Mr. Kent. That's all right, Jimmy. But look, I didn't come this way by accident. Look over there. Tell me what you see. I don't see much of anything. It's rainy and dark and all. I'll keep looking. Oh, yeah. I see the parkway tower. What of it? Queer place, Jimmy. 30 stories high, the tallest building in the city. Remember that? Sure, I started asking about it back in the plane. And the very day it was finished, it was closed up tighter than a drum. Ever since, it's been deserted. Why, Mr. Kent? Why did they ever put up that big building and then just let it go or abandon it? Well, there are several reasons, Jimmy. First, there was a fight between different interests for control. Then it was pretty far out from the center of town. It sort of stand all by itself. It's a great big skeleton. All alone. I wonder... Jimmy, when our plane was pulled off its course, we were almost carried right into that tower. Yeah, but 
You said it was crosswinds. And when Bill Wentworth's plane came in tonight, on a line from the southeast, the tower was right in its path. Call me, Mr. Kent. You don't mean... That isn't all. Think back to me. When the girl got away from us in the subway, remember that? I say I do. But what does that guy Do you remember the station? Hmm. No? Well, I do. Jimmy, that girl left the train just where the subway tunnel travels under the Parkway Tower. What? Golly! Just so. It all ties in together. And Jimmy, unless I'm very much mistaken, the secret of the jewel robbery and the missing planes and the hiding place, maybe the whole headquarters of the Yellow Mask and his gang, is there in that deserted skyscraper. And with your help, Jimmy, I'm going to find out. Amazed, Jimmy stands in the rain and stares toward the dim shaft of the parkway tower hidden in coiling wreaths of fog. Is Kent right? Is it really the hiding place of the yellow mask? And what does Kent mean by asking Jimmy's help? What excitement waits in the dim corridors of an abandoned skyscraper? Tune in next time and follow the exciting story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton who has come to Earth possessed of physical powers far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can bend steel in his bare hands, race a speeding bullet to its target, and who wages a never-ending battle against crime and depression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Much has happened since a package containing five million dollars worth of stolen jewels was hurled through a window of the train on which Kent and Jimmy Olsen were riding. Two people who are after the jewels, a mysterious young woman and the yellow mask, deadly international criminal, have joined forces in the mask headquarters and abandoned skyscraper known as the Parkway Tower. Listen. So this is where you hang out. I must say, if I were trying to keep something undercover, I wouldn't operate from a 30-story office building. 
even if it is deserted. On the contrary, my dear. I could have chosen no better spot. The police would never think of looking for me here. Oh, maybe you're right, but I don't like it. Let's get our business over with. Well, what's your hurry? You're perfectly safe. I know, but I still don't like it. Where's my cut? You said I could have it in cash. Of course. But we don't want to break off our pleasant relationship so abruptly, do we? As a matter of fact, I don't even know your name. What difference does that make? All I want is my cut and I'll go. But I don't want you to go. You're a very clever girl. And I can use clever people to good advantage. I can show you how to make millions. And not only that, but I can give you power. Power beyond belief. Sometimes you talk like you're crazy. Come on, pony up. You don't believe me. Well, I'll show you. You see that safe in the corner? Yes, I see it. Watch while I open it. Now, look inside. Oh. Precious gems. Diamonds and rubies and emeralds. Enough to pay a king's ransom. Now you can see that the jewels you helped me recover from that reported tent were as nothing against this treasure. Where did you get them all? Oh, they came to me. Like flies to a honeypot. I don't understand. A few moments ago, you wondered why I maintained headquarters in this abandoned skyscraper. What's that got to do with the jewels? A great deal. One of the main reasons this 30-story building was abandoned soon after it was built was the fact that a large plot of land directly in front of it is a quagmire of quicksand. You know what quicksand is, don't you? Yes, it's wet sand that you sink into and can't get out of. Precisely. Even a child knows that. But this quicksand is very deep, and anything that falls into it vanishes forever. What are you driving at? Have patience, my dear. As you know, the eastern airport is less than a mile from this building. I learned through reliable sources that a fabulous fortune in precious gems was being flown to the National Jewelry Exposition from all parts of the country. I knew that too. Yes, but you did nothing about it. I, on the other hand, decided to gain possession of those gems. How? Very simply. You know, of course, that when fog and rain blanket the sky, modern transport planes fly blind. That is to say, they follow a radio beam into an airport. Yes, yes, go on, go well, on. Well, I simply created a false radio beam for the planes carrying the jewels. One with ten times the power of the true beam coming from the airport control tower. A radio beam that led each of the transports down into the deadly quicksand. You don't mean that. Every word of it. Thus far, five planes have vanished. Like a puff of smoke, never to be seen again. But the jewels, how'd you recover them? Before the plane sank. My men have been trained to work fast. How many men have you here? At present, only two. Oh. A radio operator and a night watchman. My work is practically over. With the fortune represented by the jewels in that safe, I can gain what only money can buy. Power. Power over all living men. Well, my dear, I should like you to share that power with me. You say there are only two men in the building besides yourself? Yes, a watchman in the lobby and a radio operator in the tower. We're practically alone. That's all I wanted to know. Put your hands up. Why, what's the mess? Why, what do you mean by this? Why are you pointing a gun at me? Yes. 
And don't be misled by the size of a gun. It's little but powerful. I warn you, you're making a big mistake. Oh, no, this is one mistake you made, my murderous friend. And one mistake you're left to regret. Turn around. Don't be a fool, young woman. I said turn around. That's better. I must say it was very considerate of you having a suitcase here already for me. I'll just relieve you of your precious jewels and bid you an up-so-fun farewell. Don't move. I have a very nervous finger on this trigger. Ah, that does it. This case is a trifle heavy, but I think I can manage it. Why, you little double-crossing... You're the last person in the world to talk, Mr. Nash. A killer who sends innocent people to cold-blooded death. A half-mad murderer who stops at nothing. Just being in the same room with you sickens me. Well, now, goodbye, and... Good riddance. Uh, you think you're clever, don't you? Oh. Well, you're not. You'll never get out of here alive. My watchman has orders to shoot anyone who leaves the building without my permission. Well, thanks for telling me. I'll wait just long enough for you to give him the order or let me out. Never. Step over to that phone and make it fast. No, I won't. How does the muzzle of a gun feel in your back, huh? All right. You win. Don't say the wrong thing or you're a dead man. Hello. Harmon. Yeah, Chief. Harmon, a young woman is coming down. Yeah? Tell him to let me out. Let her out, Harmon. Okay, Chief. Hang up. And now, just to make sure you don't change that order before I reach the lobby, I'll just pull this telephone wire out. For the last time, I warn you, young woman, you're caught in death. The yellow mask never forgets. Perfect. I want you to remember every moment of this. Remember how a woman outwitted you. I suppose I should pull a bullet through your head. I don't even want your tainted blood on my hands. Ah, see, there's a key in the door. Uh, locking you in will give me enough time to get away. So long. Touching the suitcase containing a fabulous fortune in stolen gems, the mysterious girl races down the steps of the abandoned skyscraper, leaving the yellow mask helpless behind a locked door. But even as she nears the lobby, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen start across the weed-grown field that separates the Parkway Tower from the main road. A light, misty rain is falling. <laughs> what makes you think we'll find anything in that deserted building, Mr. Kent? I don't know, Jimmy. Call it a hunch if you want to. Well, maybe it is. I was thinking while we were in the control tower at the airport. Practically eyewitnesses to the strange disappearance of that transport plane. All the ships that have vanished were headed in the general direction of the Parkway Tower. And suddenly, they were never heard from again. Right, Mr. Kent. If you remember, Jimmy, that mysterious girl on the train, the one we followed into the subway. Well, she disappeared, too. Uh-huh. The subway stopped in the tunnel and the lights went out. Second she was sitting there, and next second she was there. Exactly. What you don't know is that she disappeared while a subway train stopped near a station that has never been used. The Parkway Tower Station, directly underneath the skyscraper. No kidding. Uh-huh. That's why I think it's well worth our time to see what we can find in the Parkway Tower. Well, it really doesn't look like much from here. No. Uh-huh. light in the place. Well, Don't move. What is it? I heard voices. Crouch down. Something wet. Quiet. Someone's coming out of the building. I can't think of a father. I can. It's a woman. 
carrying a suitcase. She's coming this way. I see her now. See, Mr. Kent, do you think I not only think, Jimmy, I know. It's the girl we met on the train. The one who relieved the yellow mask of those stolen jewels. Where in luck? Now keep low until she's close by. Okay. This is exciting. Quiet. Here she comes. Get ready. Good evening. I think we've met before, you remember? You must be mistaken. Oh, no, we isn't. You're the one who whipped the yellow mask in the head and took the jewels. Uh, don't know what you're talking about. Let me die. You know what we're talking about. Where are those stolen jewels? I tell you, you're mistaken. I'm an airline hostess, and I must report to the flying field. I'm late now. Oh, here, I'll show you my identification card. I have it right here in my handbag. Don't move. Oh, that's your identification, eh? A gun? Yes, and I know how to use it, in case you're wondering. I don't doubt it. All right. Now, I don't want to have to hurt you with a kid, so stay right where you are. If you try to follow me, you'll get it. Understand? I think you've made it clear. And don't forget it. She's getting away, Mr. Kent. Oh, I'm coming like good. Don't worry, Jimmy. She won't get away. You stay here. Don't budge from this spot. I'll follow her. She'll shoot you. No, she won't. I'll promise you you won't budge from this spot, no matter what happens. I promise. Good boy. I'll be back in a few minutes with the girl. Okay. I'll be here. I suppose I could have snatched that revolver from her hand, but I was afraid a shot might go wild and hit Jimmy. She can shoot all she wants to. That's Superman. I'll just fly over her head and drop down in front of her. Up. Who's there? Give me that gun. Stand up. One more step and I'll shoot you. Your gun might just as well be loaded with putty. Give it to me. Then I'll take it. Running away won't help you. Come back. I said come back. Not what happened to her. Where are you? Where are you? Understand this. She's disappeared. Vanished into thin air. Vanished. A sudden piercing scream in the fog-bound darkness. And then silence. What happened to the mysterious girl and the fortune and jewels she was carrying in the suitcase? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature... Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Now, Superman, strange visitor from another world whose physical powers are far beyond those of mortal men, and who wages a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Puzzled by the uncanny disappearance of five huge transport planes, all of which were carrying collections of precious gems to the National Jewelry Exposition, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen, copy boy on the paper, found their way to a 30-story abandoned skyscraper, the Parkway Tower located on a wheat-grown field a mile from the airport. As they neared the entrance, a young woman whom they had met before in connection with the stolen jewels came out carrying a suitcase. Kent stopped her, but she drew a gun, warned him not to move and vanished into the fog-bound night. Leaving Jimmy behind, Kent followed her and snatched her gun away. Frightened, she turned and ran. 
Suddenly a scream knifed out of the darkness and the girl disappeared before Superman's amazed eyes. Listen. She's gone. Vanished. Not a sign of her out here. What's that? Wait, Scott, there she is. Caught in a huge quicksand hole. Dragging her down. Don't struggle. I'll get you out. Thinking fast. No wonder. Such terrific. Hope I can get out myself. Another few feet. There. I've got her. Uh, she fainted. Gotta work my way back to solid earth. Won't be easy. I need all my strength. Getting there. Slowly. Now. Ah, made it. Not by much. Mr. Kent, huh? where are you? I can't let Jimmy see me as Superman. Not at a time like this. I might put two and two together. I'll change back to Kent. Right here, Jimmy. Be careful. You heard a scream, Mr. Kent. And... See that big oh. hole in the ground? It's full of quicksand. She stumbled into it and almost sank before I could get her off. Is she hurt? Oh. Stand back a little, Jimmy. Oh. Give her air. Oh, I see. Oh. You're safe now. Get out of it. Fell into it. Yes, I know you fell into it. I heard you scream. You saved my life. After I pulled a gun on No, forget it. You should have let me take it instead. I'm no good. She's no good. Now, oh, come on, come on. Pull yourself together. You can be of great help to us. I'll do anything you say, anything. Well, then tell us. Where's the yellow mask? In that building, the Parkway Tower. That's his headquarters. I locked him in a room on the 10th floor. The only other people in the building are a watchman and a radio operator. Radio operator? Well, that's how we made those transport planes disappear. By sending out four radio beams. Where are the planes? Buried in that quicksand. They followed the beam and that's where it led. You mean the planes, the people in them were buried alive in that quicksand? Yes, that's what he told me. But before the planes sank, his men took the jewels off them. Are you telling me the truth? I swear it's the truth. Well, look in that suitcase. You'll find all the jewels. When the mask showed them to me, I pulled a gun on him and took them. Where is the suitcase? I dropped it when I ran away from you. See if you can find it in the grass, Jimmy. Okay. You feel all right now, miss? Here, it's okay. Right here. It's awful heavy, though. Good boy. Sit it down here. We'll open it. All right. What? There are all the jewels. I took everything he had in his safe. They're worth millions. What we got to do is get the yellow mask. Well, it's not that simple, Jimmy. Hmm? All we have is Miss... Uh, uh... My name's Lorimer. Chippy Lorimer. All we have is Miss Lorimer's word against the yellow mask. And I don't think it's enough to hold up in court. This time we've got to be right and put the mask behind bars for life. Yeah, but how? Slippery as an eel. Well, even eels can be lured into traps. You still want to help us, Miss Lorimer? I told you I would. All right. Now, the first thing to do is to get back to the city with these jewels. Then we'll figure out a trap for the yellow mask. A trap strong enough to hold him. Here, I'll take the suitcase, Jimmy. You help us along. Okay, Mr. Kent. Where are we headed? Back to the airport. That's where we parked our car. Just follow me. Good evening, radio fans. This is Bill Breen with some hot news for you. Chicky Lama, alleged queen of a billion-dollar jewel ring, still refuses to tell police where she hid a fortune in precious gems stolen from the National Exposition. The young woman now being held in city prison says she won't talk. Help, help, tell me all about it. You're a police, 
Police Commissioner's office. Commissioner, this is Evans, National News Service. What about that loan, McGurl? Are we getting the true story? Of course you are. Well, it sounds fishy to me. Well, that's just too bad. Goodbye. Kent, you can't keep this up much longer. The papers and news services are beginning to smell a rat. All I ask is another 24 hours, Commissioner. If the yellow mask doesn't bite by then, I'll step out. All right, but I don't like it. What do you think the papers would say if they knew we had the jewels and weren't returning them to their rightful owners? Something's going to break tonight, Commissioner. I've got a feeling it will. I hope so, Kent. Because I'm in a spot now. This yellow mask you keep talking about. What if he doesn't exist? Oh, I can assure you he does. As a matter of fact, I'm willing to wager that at this very moment he's plotting to get his hands on those missing jewels. And that's just what we're waiting for. You sent for me, Chief? Yes. Close the door. I've got a job for you, Lefty. A dangerous job. Ah, you know me, Chief. Nothing's too tough if there's dough in it. Five hundred dollars, Lefty. Why, Chief, for five seas, I'd steal a battleship with half the Navy on it. I don't want any battleships. But listen closely. There's a girl being held in the city prison. Yeah, I heard about her over the radio. Cut the load of ice, didn't she? She walked out of here carrying $16 million worth of precious gems. Ah, that ain't hay. Where'd she get the haul? Never mind that. I want that girl brought to me. You mean I, I got to fling her out of the job? Exactly. And for performing that little service, you will be paid $500 on delivery. Well, I, I don't know, Chief. Flinging a dame out of that hoose cow ain't no pipe. I thought you said no job was too tough for you as long as there was money in it. Uh, yeah, I know, but maybe I'll have to grease the skids. Maybe I'll have to pay off a couple guys. Uh, how about making it a grand? Thousand dollars? Well, that ain't too much. Not for this kind of job. You guarantee to get her out tonight? Sure, sure. Where do I take her? You want me to bring her here? No. I've got a little place about 20 miles from the city. I'll tell you how to get there. But first, there's another little matter that you and your friends will have to attend to. Yeah, what is it? You may be followed. In case you are, I have a plan for getting rid of whoever follows you. Okay, but first let me call a couple of guys and get them set. Go ahead. Here's the phone. These guys know their stuff. getting pretty late, Kent, and nothing's happened yet. Don't worry, Commissioner. It'll break soon. You know, Kent, I still don't get the point behind all this. For instance, why is that girl reporter sitting in a cell in the city prison instead of Chickie Lorimer? Because I can trust Lois Lane, and I'm not certain I can trust the Lorimer girl. Lois is one of the best reporters on the Daily Planet, and she's not afraid of anything. But you said the yellow mask knows the Lorimer girl. Well, that won't matter. You see, this is how I figure it to happen. The mask must have read in the papers or heard over the radio that the police are holding Chickie Lorimer. But she won't tell where the jewels are hidden. And actually, he figures if his men can bring him the girl, he can force her to reveal the hiding place. Well, what if they do break her out? I, I mean, Miss Lane. I'll follow them in my car, just to see that nothing happens. Lois has full instructions. She knows what to do. I'd better send a police detail along with you, Kent. Well, that won't be necessary, Commissioner. I'm taking young Jimmy Olsen. He's been on this case from the beginning and wants to see it through. He's waiting outside in the car. Excuse me. Commissioner's office. Yes, Cassidy. What? You sure? All right. Handle it just as I ordered. You were right, Kent. A man has just applied at the prison for permission to talk to Chickie Lawrence. Says he's her brother. Come on. We can watch what happens in the front window. Prison's across the street. Here, sit down. Oh, thanks. 
Does the warden know what he's to do? Yes. No resistance. Let them take the girl. Good. Ah, oh, that must be their car in front of the prison. Big black sedan. Motor's running. Ken. Look. Oh, they've got it. They're coming through the gate. That means I've got to get going. See you later, Commissioner. Pull up on the other side of the bridge. I don't know if we're being tailed or not, but I ain't taking no chance. I'll be right back, Joe. I got some business with the guy that runs this bridge. Okay, Pop. Open the bridge. What do you mean? I said open the bridge and don't stall. But, but you can't... Open it before I let you have it. That's the ticket, Pop. But there's a dim Yeah, no kid. Hey, wait a minute. What are you doing now? The signal lights. They've got to be changed from green to red. No, they don't. I want them to stay green. All right, turn around. Yeah, this rope will fix you up good. All right, get down on your belly. Hey, you can't do this. Now. Yes, sir. Uh, couple of turns around your ankles and your are shut. Come on, cop. Come on. Come back. Come back, sir. All right, get going, Joe. Car, but we're stepping right along. What's that green light up ahead? Oh, it's the signal light on the drawbridge. Yes. When the light's green, that means the bridge is closed. I'd better get over it before some boat comes along the river and the bridge opens. Here we go, Jimmy. Yes, there they go at better than a mile a minute, hurtling through the darkness over a drawbridge that shows a green light, but is wide open with only the deep, swirling river below. What will happen? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold my blessing. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! It's Superman!
now Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton who has come to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan paper. When Kent captured the mystery girl, Chicky Lorimer, with a fortune in stolen jewelry she had taken from the yellow mask, he realized it was an opportunity to lure the mask into a trap that would place him behind bars for life. With the cooperation of the police commissioner, the story went out that the jewels had not been recovered and that Chicky Lorimer refused to tell where they were hidden. Certain the mask would attempt to get Chicky Lorimer out of the city prison where it was reported she was being held. Kent arranged for his paper's star drill reporter, Lois Lane, to take her place. Sure enough, the masked henchman freed Lois from her cell at gunpoint, sped away in a car with Kent and young Jimmy Olsen trailing them. As our story continues today, Kent's car is approaching a drawbridge. The green go-ahead signal is on, but unknown to either Kent or Jimmy, the masked hired desperados have tied up the bridge watchman, opened the draw, and left the green light burning. Listen. You better slow down, go over the bridge, Mr. Kent. We can't afford to slow down, Jimmy. They're about a mile ahead of us now. We don't want to lose them. Help you sit tight. This car holds the road. Are you sure that green light means we can go ahead, that the drawbridge is closed? That's right. When it's red, the drawbridge is open. Say, is this the kind of a bridge that breaks in the middle and swings up on both sides so it both through? No, the whole bridge doesn't swing up. Just about 15 feet on either side. Oh. Now, hold on. We're almost to it. Boy, look at your long tires, huh? Yeah, they should. We're doing 65. Mr. Kent, look. The bridge is open. Uh, I can't hold her. She's kidding. We're going through the wall, Mr. Kent. Flashing through the iron guard rail, the car plunges to the swirling river below with Kent and Jimmy trapped behind its closed doors. For a moment it bobs like a giant black cork on the angry water, then sinks beneath the surface. In the meantime, another car pulls into the driveway of a tree-shaded house where dim lights flicker behind drawn window shades. Okay, sister. Last stop. Get out. You still don't believe me, do you? How many times do I have to tell you I'm not Chicky Lorimer? Ah, stow it, sister, stow it. Come on, come on, up them steps. Hey, stick with the car, Joe. I'll be out as soon as I collect. Okay. You're going to look like an awful dope bringing in the wrong girl. Ah, listen, don't make me laugh, sister. I got chapped lips. What did you do when you stopped at that drawbridge? Oh, I just opened up the drawer in case he was being tailed. Hey, why don't someone answer here? Who is it? Me, Chief. Lefty. I got the tame. Open up. Come in. Quickly. All right. Go ahead, sister. Well, here she is, Chief. Just like I promised. You fool. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> This isn't the girl. I told him, but he wouldn't listen. Hey, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm getting played for a sucker. Didn't you say you wanted Chicky Lorimer? Well, that's her. I am not. My name's Helen Taylor. Oh, now, don't listen to her. She, she's been pulling that line all the way out. No, no. Just... 
This isn't the girl I want. Well, that ain't my fault. You asked for Chicky Lorimer, and you got Chicky Lorimer. Uh, maybe I can explain this mix-up. Ah, who asked you? Let her talk, Lefty. How can you explain it? I was in the same cell with the girl you want, Chicky Lorimer. They nabbed me for shoplifting. I guess the guard made a mistake when he came to Lorimer. Took me instead. Told this half-wit I wasn't the girl he wanted, but he wouldn't listen. Who's a half-wit? Now, keep quiet, Lefty. You've done enough bungling. Well, what about my grand? We'll attend to that later. So, young lady, you were in Chicky Lorimer's cell. Did you discuss anything with her? Who wants to know? I do. You the yellow mask? What made you ask that? Um, Chicky gave me a message for the yellow mask. In case I got out before she did. A message? What kind of a message? Well, it's personal. Wait outside, Lefty. All right, I don't know. No, Miss uh, Taylor. Helen Taylor. No, Miss Taylor. What was the message? Are you the yellow mask? Yes, I am. It's about the jewels. Yes, yes. Kitty said to tell you she was sorry she pulled that trick on her and she took the jewels. Yes, but where are they? I'm coming to that. Give me a chance. He said the cops didn't get the jewels. I knew that, but where are they? Where did she hide them? The suitcase is hidden under a bush in the field near the Parkway Tower. She described it to me so I could show you how to find it. Excellent. We'll leave at once and pick it up. And I shall see to it that you're rewarded handsomely, Miss Taylor. Yeah, that's all right. Um, say, have you got a phone here? I'd like to call my sister and tell her I'm out of jail. A phone? Certainly. In the room at the head of the stairs. Over there. Go right ahead. I'll wait for you here. Thanks. Only take me a minute. That's it. That's it? Quiet. Come in. Tell me. What happened at the city prison? It was a cinch. I told him I was the Lorimer Dane's brother and wanted to talk to her. They brought her out. I pulled the gap. Nobody made a move. It was a pipe. Uh, they let you walk out of there. Nobody stopped you. I tell you, I strolled out of there like I was walking in the Easter Parade. There's something wrong here, Lefty. Stay where you are while I listen in on this telephone extension. Hello. Hello, is this me, Ted Waters? Yes? I'd like to speak to Commissioner Malone. Quickly. It's Lord Lane. All right, hold on a minute. Lord Lane. I thought she looked familiar. You were right, Lefty, when you said that you were being played for a sucker. They're trying to play us both for suckers. But the game isn't over. Not by a long shot. In fact, this game has just begun. We were lucky to get another car to drive back in, Jimmy. The one that fell in the river wasn't much good. I still don't know how we got out of it alive, Mr. Kent. I don't remember anything that happened after the car came off the bridge. Why, you bumped your head on the steering wheel. But how did you get the door open underneath the water? Why, uh, it, it flew open by itself. Oh. And you think it was the yellow mask who fixed the drawbridge? Well, you heard what the watchman said. If it wasn't the mask, it was one of his men. Well, why didn't we go and look for them instead of coming back to town? Because we didn't know where to look. Oh. Anyway, if Lois followed instructions, and I'm sure she did, the mask will walk into the trap we set for him. We'll stop off here at police headquarters and see Commissioner Malone. There we are. All right, come on, Jimmy. All right. Isn't that the commissioner coming out? Huh? What? Yes, you're right. 
Commissioner Malone. Yes. Well, what are you doing here? I thought you followed Miss Lane and those men. Well, we did, Commissioner, until they stopped us by leaving a drawbridge open. Jimmy and I came close to having a serious accident. Well, you can tell me about it later. Miss Lane called. I don't know how she managed to get to a phone, but she did. We're on our way to the Parkway Tower Field right now. Uh, is uh, everything all right? So she said. Evidently, the mask fell for her story. Good. He's going to the field to pick up the suitcase full of jewels? Yep. She'll be with him. Ah, working out just as we planned it. All right. Uh, Jimmy and I will follow you, Commissioner. No, no. You come along with me. Plenty of room in my car. But, Ken. Yes? Don't you think the boy would be better off remaining behind? You mean? Archie, oh, don't leave me out of it now. No, he'll be all right, Commissioner. Oh, uh, I suppose so. I've planted 50 men around the field. Good. Well, let's get going. Kent, if this little scheme of yours works, we'll have the mask dead to right with the goods. Step on it, Parker. When you're near the field, dim your light. Crouched in the darkness, Kent, Commissioner Malone, and Jimmy Olsen wait for the yellow mask to walk into the trap. A trap baited with an empty suitcase. While hidden in the tall grass surrounding the field are 50 trained men of the homicide squad. On the alert, guns drawn, ready to close in on the most dangerous criminal at large. As the minutes go by, Kent and the police commissioner converse in husky. He should have been here by now, Kent. The planes should have been leaving at once. It would take less than an hour. He'll show up. Keep your eye on the road, Jimmy. If you see a car stop, let me know. Okay, Mr. Kent. Hey, uh, Lois didn't tell you where she was calling from, did she, Commissioner? No. She seemed to be near. I'm in a hurry. Uh-huh. I must say I admire her good. What she tell me? The yellow man. Absolutely nothing. She's half mad. Drunk with lust of power. Mr. Kent, I hear a car. That's a plane. See it in the east? You just make out a swing line. Uh, probably a transport coming into the airfield. No, it hasn't enough wingspread for a transport. Keep your eyes on the road, Jimmy. Who oh, wants to go? That plane is coming in for a landing. Looks like a private shot. Well, I hope he doesn't think he can land in this field. No, no, he'll level off and slide into the airport. He's got his searchlights on now. He's not going into the airport. He's diving straight at us. No, Kent. He can't be. He is. Is the yellow mask at the controls of the roaring plane that came diving out of the night? If he is, what vengeance does he plan to take against those who set a trap for him? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Oh, 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 oh
It's a plane! It's Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who has come to Earth possessed of physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who wages a never-ending battle against crime and oppression, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. When we last saw Kent, he and young Jimmy Olsen and Police Commissioner Malone were crouched in the darkness in a weed-grown field, waiting for the yellow mask to walk into a trap that had been set for him. As the minutes sped by and the mask failed to appear, Kent wondered what had gone wrong. Then suddenly a silver monoplane came out of the east, its searchlight sweeping the field. Without warning, it went into a power dive, hurtling down on Kent, Jimmy, and the commissioner like some giant bullet, motor roaring, wind screaming through the strut. Listen! By inches. You all right, Jimmy? Yeah. I'm all right. Wow, that was close. Yeah. I thought he'd pull out of it. But he did. Well, he may not have been his fault, Kent. He probably mistook this field for the airport. Oh, I wonder, Commissioner. You don't land a plane by power diving it with a throttle wide open. Which way did he go? I think he circled and went back where he came from. Oh, aren't those his wing lights off there in the east? Yeah, something's wrong here, Commissioner. That plane didn't power dive on us accidentally. Mr. Kent. Mr. Kent. What is it, Jimmy? Look what I found. What? An envelope tied to a monkey wrench. Well, let me see it. Yeah. Well, here, here's a flashlight. Good heavens, Kent. It's addressed to you. You think it came from the airplane? We'll find out soon enough. What? It's a letter. Yeah. Hold the light steady, Commissioner. Right. Hmm. I thought so. What is it? It's a note from the yellow mask. Listen to this. My dear Mr. Kent, your very clever plan to lure me into a trap has gone askew. Miss Lane has told me everything. She talked, Kent. Well, she did talk. They forced her to. What else does it say? Let's see. Under the circumstances, I can no longer afford to dally with you. You have had evidence of what I can do. What does he mean, Kent? The Dyerville flood. He almost oh. wiped out a whole city. Wait, there's more. I will give you until dawn to return the jewels. You can communicate with me by broadcasting a message over the police radio. I will have my receiver tuned to that wavelength. <laughs> he certainly is brazen. There's still more. Yes? This is the procedure to be followed. You will send a messenger with the jewels to the crossroads one mile beyond the Harley River Bridge. He is to leave the jewels there and depart at once. He's got everything figured out, hasn't he? <laughs> well, he's crazy if he thinks he can bluff us that way. No, don't you worry, Commissioner. We're not giving in so fast. Here, listen to the end of the letter. Go ahead, Jim. Unless my instructions are followed and unless I hear from you by dawn, you know what the consequences will be. Sign the yellow mask. Hmm, what does he mean by that? Well, he might do anything. He's desperate. Oh, no, Kent. But we can't strike any bargains with a criminal. And I certainly won't permit the jewels to be returned to him. Oh, you're quite right, Commissioner. We have five hours until dawn. A lot can be done in five hours. I'll send out a three-state alarm. Every law enforcement officer within a hundred miles of here will be looking for the mask. There's only one way to fight his kind, and that's to drive him out in the open. Have that abandoned skyscraper, the Parkway Tower search, Commissioner. The mask has been using it as his headquarters. You might find a lead to where he is now. Okay. 
Sullivan, examine it. Coming, sir, coming. Send a detail to search the Parkway Tower building. Yes, sir. Pick up anything you can find and bring it to headquarters. Right, sir. Have the rest of your men report back to Lieutenant Healy. Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Kent, where do you think Lois Lane is? Oh, I don't know, Jimmy. She can take care of herself. Well, come on. Let's get back to the commissioner's car. We've got to work fast. Calling all cars. Calling all cars. Tri-State Emergency Alarm 4327. Wanted. Man known as the Yellow Mask. Age about 45. Weight 160, 160. Height 5 feet 6. Last seen vicinity Parkway Tower Building. Reported once. I will repeat. Tri-State Emergency Alarm 4327. Wanted. Man known as the Yellow Man. Commissioner's office. Yeah. All right. Bring him in. He's got another one, Kent. What does that make, Ken? No, 11. I've been counting them. You should be asleep, Jimmy. Golly, not with all this going on. Uh, uh, get, get, in, get in, get in. Get in. I ain't done nothing. What do you want with me? Uh, I ain't done nothing. Well, Kent? No, he's not the yellow mask. Take him away, Kelly. Okay, Chief. Grant. I'll take it easy. I'll take it easy. It's 4 o'clock, Kent. Only two hours to go. Squad cars have covered every inch of the city. I'm at the end of my rope. You're tired, Commissioner. Why don't you stretch out on the couch in the next office? We'll call you if anything breaks. Well, maybe I should. My head is pounding. Well, don't forget to call me if something happens. Sure thing. You're worried, Mr. Kent, aren't you? Uh-huh. I, I say you're worried, aren't you? Uh, thank you, Jimmy, I am. You should have heard from Lois by this time. Oh, maybe she can't call. Maybe there isn't a phone. Yeah, maybe. You know, Mr. Kent, I often wonder why there have to be people like the yellow mask in the world. Why can't everyone be honest and decent? Well, most everyone is, Jimmy. There are just a few people who think they can get away with being dishonest, but they can't. Sooner or later, the law catches up with them. Now, I'll take it. Hello? Uh, no, Commissioner Malone is resting. Can I take the message? Uh, this is Clark Kent. Yes. I see. Thank you. Good news, Mr. Kent? No, Jimmy, no news. Oh, how much more time have we? I said if he didn't hear from us by dawn, something would happen. Jimmy, we started this, and we've got to finish it. We'll have to take a desperate chance. What do you mean? Unless we discover where the mask is hiding out, we're up against a blank wall. We could sit here until doomsday without accomplishing anything. Yeah, that's right. But... The only possible way to track him down, the only way I can think of, is to do as he says. You mean return the jewels? Leave them at the crossroads like he said in the message? Yes. We've got to find out about Lois, and we've got to lay our hands on the mask. Well, Commissioner Malone let you take the jewels. Well, we don't need the jewels, Jimmy. We can fill a suitcase with stones and leave it at the crossroads. But what will happen when the yellow mask discovers it's just stones? Well, he won't have time for that. You see, we'll be hiding in the woods near the crossroads. When the mask, or whoever he sends to pick up the suitcase, arrives on the scene, we'll hop on him. Well, how does it sound? Okay, if he falls for it. Well, there's no harm trying. We'll broadcast a message to the mask over the police radio, just as he instructed us to do. And then we'll drive to the crossroads, leave the suitcase... Drive off down the road and then sneak back on foot through the woods. We'd better take plenty of cops along. Oh, no, no, that would spoil it. Fewer the better. In fact, I was thinking of tackling it alone. And leave me out? Nothing doing. I'm going along. I want to see the mask captured. And I guess we'd better include Commissioner Malone. 
Now, you wake him up and tell him what we're planning while I arrange for the broadcast of the mask. I'll meet you in the hall. Take a snappy. Crossroads in a few minutes. You two had better duck down while I plant the suitcase. Someone may be watching. I don't like this business, Kent. You should have let me bring some men along. Don't you worry, Commissioner. If they show up, we can handle them. You all right, Jimmy? Oh, sure. We almost there? Yes, it's right up ahead. All right, duck down and keep quiet. Here we are. I'll make a U turn. There we are. I'll be right back. You keep low. You can sit up now. Where'd you put the suitcase, Mr. Kent? On a tree stump. They can't miss it. Well, what if it's gone before we get back? Well, that's a chance we have to take. Yeah, this looks like as good a place to park as any. I'll drive the car off the road. That ought to do it. Right quickly, duck into the woods. Now follow me. Single file. Make as little noise as possible. If anyone had told me I'd be doing this at four o'clock in the morning, I'd have called them crazy. It may not be so crazy, Commissioner. Not if we catch the yellow mask. Wait. A few cases still there. See it sitting on that stump? Yeah. Yes, All right, Commissioner. Now you and Jimmy crouch down here. I'll move up a little bit so we can see them no matter what direction they come from. Yeah. What? Uh, your revolver. Revolver? I know. Well, you should have one. You're taking your life in your hands. I'll be all right. Watch the road. If they're coming, they should be along any minute now. Yeah. Maybe we'd better all stick together. No. No, Commissioner, we can see more spread out. Be careful now. I won't be far away. Will the yellow mask fall for the bait? And if he does, will Clark Kent tackle him as Superman and run the risk of revealing himself to Jimmy and Commissioner Malone? Don't forget to tune in next time and follow the thrill-packed story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine. 
Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Excelsior!